An angel visited my guest three nights in a row and showed him how you can pull your future into the now. I mean, no more waiting. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. How does a young man have angels visit him, give him supernatural revelation? I have such a man here. His name is Matt Sorger, and I believe that if we can find out what he did and we do the same thing, then maybe we won't have an angelic visitation, but we'll be in that supernatural realm. Uh, Matt, when I think about you, mm. I think about your mom mm. because it was your mom who was the catalyst mm -hmm. to get you started. Uh, your mother was suffering from uh, the diagnosed MS. Mm -hmm. Medical doctors couldn't help her. Uh, she tried the supernatural realm, not of God, mm -hmm. uh, Buddhism and New Age. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and instead of getting better, she got worse. And so finally, her, her mother, your grandmother, I guess, invited her to a, a Catholic charismatic service. Mm -hmm. She gets there. She wants to go forward to have hands laid on her to be healed, but she doesn't even make it to have the hands laid on her. What happened, Matt? Well, that night, my mom was the worst she had been in two years. I was 14 years old now at the time she went to the healing mass. When she went forward for prayer, before the priest could even get his hands on her to pray for her, she had just before going up, looked up at the cross and said, Jesus, tonight I am giving everything to you. I'm turning to you 100%. It, that, that had to be key. That, that was, was the key. key. That was the key. And, and she realized it because she had tried new age remedies and she had tried, you know, psychic healing and crystals. She just got worse. And she got a revelation that these other things... She said, you know, something is wrong here. These other things must not be of God if I'm getting worse. So that night she came back to faith in Christ, went forward before the priest could even pray for her, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, by the way. The power of God overshadowed her body. The force of God's manifest power was so strong that it physically knocked her body back through the air about 10 feet across the altar. She landed on the ground, and she describes it like she felt volts of electricity flowing through her body. She thought she died and went to heaven. And when she got off the floor, all the sickness was completely gone from her life. What effect did it have on you? Well, she walked home that night. Well, she came through the front door that night, and she was bright and smiling and happy, totally whole and healed. And I said, who are you? What, what happened to you? And she said, Jesus healed me tonight. That week, I got saved. My whole family got saved. 
And not only did Jesus heal my mom, but he saved our whole family at the same time. Well, Matt then has a hunger for God, mm. but he does something that a young teenager, it's just not normal. He, he goes to these services where there's hundreds of people praising God, and he mm. feels a real manifest presence of God. So he goes home, and he starts worshiping God like he did at the meetings, and nothing. But here's the thing that I think so amazing, and I want you to catch, Matt, when you felt nothing, mm -hmm. a pragmatic person would say, well, I'll just wait till Sunday when I go to service. Right. You didn't do that. No, no, I wanted God one on one. I mean, I loved experiencing his presence when I was in the service, but I wanted to experience God by myself, just that one on one relationship. So I kept worshiping every day. I'd go into my room, I'd put my worship music on, and I would sing the same songs we sang in church, uh, and I would feel nothing. But you know what? I didn't stop. I kept pressing in for four months, at least an hour a day, at least an hour. And I remember after the fourth month, one day standing there singing the same song I had sung every day for four months. And it was like heaven opened up over me. God's manifest glory came in the room, filled me, filled the whole room, and a breakthrough happened in my spirit. And this, this breakthrough that you had, if you had been like most people, they would have stopped. Once he has this breakthrough, uh, and, and uh, you call it kind of an overflow, a yeah, spillover. Exactly. Uh, does it continue, or do you have to then go for your new next well, breakthrough? The Bible says, you know, to be continually filled with the Spirit. Uh, but there is something about continually seeking God. Uh, but what happened with me is once my spirit got that breakthrough, I call it reaching a saturation point. Once the Holy Spirit saturated my spirit, overflowed into my soul, my body, began to fill every area of my life. From that moment forward, every time I would just whisper the name of Jesus, I could be doing laundry, and I would say, Jesus. I'd close my eyes, and I'd just whisper his name. Excuse me. You just said his name, and I just felt an overflow. <laughs> <laughs> and his presence, yeah, like his presence is here right now. His presence would fill the room wherever I was. And, and I would try it out. I'd say, well, I wonder if God's presence is going to be with me here, you know, when I'm in the classroom or here when I'm doing laundry in the laundry room. And I would just close my eyes and whisper his name, and whew, his presence would come in. So how long did you worship before you reached that overflow position? It was, it was about an hour a day. For, I would just sing and but, worship. But for how many months? Four months. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. But what if it would have taken a year and a half? Matt, what if? You just keep worshiping. You see, because it's not just about what we feel. We worship God because he's worthy to be worshiped. And, you know, whatever he chooses to give us as a gift of his presence, we accept that. So it's not always about how we feel. But I encourage people, no matter what you feel, God is still there with you. But if you keep persevering and you keep letting God fill you, eventually your spirit man will reach the saturation point. So you become a young pastor. Mm. You go into your office and... All of a sudden, you recognize, although you have a schedule like most pastors like this, <laughs> yeah. you recognize God's there. What happened? I opened the door of my office. I was a brand new pastor, just my first year pastoring. I walk into the office, right into the presence of God. He was there waiting for me. And I was taken back by it. I said, God, your presence is in the office. And I heard his voice speak to me an inner audible voice say, shut the door, 
I want to spend this whole day with you. By the way, you weren't the only one. I just heard the voice of God. And he just said there are people watching that have a pain in their neck. Mm. And if you will move, you'll see that the pain is gone and the the anointing is going all the way down your back right now. If Mm. you'll just bend over. Matt, I think you're hearing the same thing. Hallelujah. (laughs) You look like, what what are you hearing? People are getting healed right now. There's an anointing that's flowing. Holy Spirit is touching you right now where you are. In your, in your room, wherever you're watching from. It's amazing. And now, God spoke to you during that time and yeah. gave you a warning. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, you know, as I sat in my chair, the heavy, heavy, I mean, it was so heavy of His presence. There was one time I was so thankful for, for this presence of God that I was feeling. I went to say, thank you, God. But as the words came out of my mouth, I would feel His presence lift off of me. So I just grew quiet. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is not about you speaking any words right now. This is me being with you and you just being with me. Just be in my presence. And, and then as a few hours went by, I started, my mind started to go. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. And I f- actually felt guilty for praying. And the Lord spoke to me something that changed my life forever. Hold that thought. We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Sid Roth has found the key to worldwide revival. This is God's time to reach the Jewish people with his love. Messiah Jesus has torn down the wall dividing Jew and Gentile. The two together form one new man to reach the world. God's method to reach the Jewish people is through signs and wonders. This is why our website, SidRoth.org, is jam-packed with tools to equip you to move in signs and wonders, understand Israel, and the Jewish roots of the church. Log on to SidRoth.org today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Matt Sorger, and I know no one went away because Matt goes into his office. He's a young pastor, and the presence of God is there, and he's got his laundry list of things he has to do. And would you believe, as spiritual as he is, he tells God, he's arguing, and he's saying, oh, I got to do all these things. I feel guilty that I haven't done all these things. How could you do that, Matt? I mean, God is there in your room. I know. I know. It's the natural <laughs> tendency of the human mind. But as I was feeling these feelings of guilt for taking too much time, what I thought was too much time in prayer. God spoke to me and he said, Matt, if you don't have this time with me now, you won't be able to step into what I have for you in the future. And at that time as a young pastor, I had no idea God wanted to use me for healing, that we'd be traveling to all these nations and seeing all these wonderful things happen by the anointing of God. But I knew that day that my present moment with the Lord would determine my future ministry and call in God. I know that had I not spent time in the Spirit with the Lord in the mm-hmm. early days, you know what I believe, Matt? When yeah. I was praying in supernatural languages, yeah. I was prophesying my future, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. But then there's a second thing I want Matt to explain to you. Yeah. When he was in college, Mm-hmm. The Lord came to him and spoke to him mm-hmm. and gave him some very strong instructions. What did he tell yeah, you? This was before I had stepped into ministry. I was just getting a sense mm-hmm. of my call. And it was the first prophetic word God ever spoke to me. And he said to me, the top of his list for me was the bottom of my list. And the bottom of my list was the top of his list. And he was going to invert it correctly. 
And he said the top of his list for me was the refinement of my character and the bottom of his list was the fulfillment of my ministry. And he said that he was going to cause my roots to go so deep in him that when the day came in the future and I would experience success in ministry, that I would be solid and I would not be moved to the right or to the left because my roots had had time to go down in God uh, with the refinement of my character. And I will say from that word, years in my life, God put me through his fire, refined me, tested me, tried me, purified my life uh, so that as that anointing began to overflow out of my life, uh, I would be able to sustain it and carry it. This is so important. No matter how old you are, mm -hmm. God is more concerned about your character mm -hmm. than your gifting. Get that. Get that well, because Matt now is seeing the most amazing miracles. Uh, but before we get to even some of those miracles, there was another key that happened mm. in your life. And that was you had an opportunity just before Oral Roberts mm. went to heaven yes. to be uh, prayed for. And you asked him, to me, a very important mm -hmm. question. What was that question? Yeah. I asked him, it was a few months before he went home to be with the Lord. I asked him what, were the, what was the key to his miracle ministry, to the miracles he saw in his tent meetings. And I was, I was surprised a little bit by his answer. I shouldn't have been, but I was a little surprised. I, I, I would have thought, well, I got an anointing and it's miracles happen wherever I go. That's what I expected exactly. him to say. Exactly. Or I, I was expecting him to say something about faith. Right. And he looked at us. There was a small group of us there. And he said, a lot of people would think it was my faith. Uh, that was the main key for all the miracles we saw. He said, but everyone has faith. The Bible says we all have faith. He said, I don't have to seek for faith. God has given us the faith. That's what the word says. He said, but when I'd go into my hotel room before a crusade, I would begin to pray for God to give me his love for the people. He said, as God began to fill my heart with love, the miracles exploded to a whole new level in the meetings. So, so out of curiosity, since he told you that, mm -hmm. how do you pray before a meeting? I began to pray for God's love, and I don't pray it even just before a meeting. I've, I make it a part of my daily prayer life. Lord, constantly fill my heart with your love, overflow my heart with your compassion. And you know, when you study the Word, you see it. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. Galatians 5 says that faith works through love. In the Amplified, it explains it this way. Faith is motivated by love, energized by love, set into motion by love, and love is actually the key that ignites faith. Okay, how would you like to go to India with Matt to a leper colony mm. and love these people? These are people that are the lowest level of society. No one, they probably have never been touched since they started with their leprosy. Mm. Uh, what did you and your team do there? Yeah, the Lord sent us there and we had fed the lepers. We sat with them. We had women on our team sitting in the dirt with our arms around other women that, were, that had leprosy. You know, their hands were falling off, parts of their face. I mean, open sores, it was a, it was a bad sight. But this love of God overwhelmed our hearts. And we laid hands on them, hugged them, prayed for them. And after Wait we a left... Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
You hugged a leper, don't you? Matt, didn't your mother tell you it's contagious? <laughs> it is contagious. I mean, do you know, I, you saw what happens to someone with leprosy. They get all their I skin don't. comes I, off. No, I, I, I mean, the, I you don't. really embraced them? Yes, we did. But you know what? And, and, and that's where my faith is at because I know as a believer in, in Jesus, we're covered with the blood of Jesus. My faith says before sickness can touch my body, it has to go through the blood of Jesus first and it will die before it gets to me. So that was my faith. But when we got home from that trip, the pastor from India called us weeping on the other end of the phone. Matt, we went back to the leper colony and the lepers told us when, when that white man came and put his hand on us, we felt something in our bodies and the leprosy has stopped. And the pastor was weeping because he had never seen this happen before where the lepers were getting healed. Not only healed, they were getting loved and they were receiving healing on the inside and on the outside. Uh, just as Matt shared that, the love of God just erupted. And I pray in Yeshua's name that Matt will operate in that compassion when we come back. Mm -hmm. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. It's time for your season to change. It's time for you to step out from where you've been into the glorious life that God has destined for you. Call now and get Matt Sorger's book, Power for Life, and his four-part audio CD teaching, How to Pull Your Future into Your Now. Both yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9116. As you read my book, Power for Life, God is going to teach you how to plug into His supernatural power, and then God is going to propel you to release His anointing, presence, and power through you to transform not just your own life, but the world around you. You'll also receive His four audio CD teaching how to pull your future into your now. And as you listen to these CDs, you're going to learn how to access God's promise for you, whether it's healing, deliverance, breakthrough, your destiny, the manifestation of your call in God. It's time for your season to change. Get ready to be propelled into your destiny. Don't miss out on getting Matt Sorger's book, Power for Life, and his four-part audio CD teaching, How to Pull Your Future into Your Now. Both yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9116. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9116 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Matt Sorger. And Matt, uh, you, you've had so many different encounters, but the one in particular, uh, for three nights in a row, mm -hmm. I believe a, an angel of revelation mm. came to you to give you revelations from the scriptures. Mm. Tell me one major revelation you got and teach yeah. just a little on it. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. As I was sitting there, I could feel this angelic presence behind me and his hand on my shoulder. And the presence of God was just filling the whole room where I was. And, you know, as that revelation was flowing, one of the things that God has shown me is that a lot of times people... They, they relegate things into the hands of God in a sense of His sovereignty and His timing. And, and we think, you know, uh, in the timing of God, we just have to wait uh, for something to happen. 
Everything is in the future. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed? Right. But it's always as I understand that... it, it was it was really settled 2,000 years ago. A lot of things that we're hoping for. Exactly. When it comes to healing, uh, when it comes to breakthrough, provision, protection, even fulfillment of vision and ministry, uh, the Lord showed me that we have, by faith, the capability to reach into the future and pull our future into our now moment, even if it accelerates the timing of God. But you know what? If you didn't spend time on character, that mm -hmm. could be dangerous. That is very true. That is very true because sometimes things need to wait until you're able to handle it. But Now, is there a scriptural basis you can tell me for this revelation God gave you of pulling? I mean, how would you like to pull your future into the now? Now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in the now generation. <laughs> yeah, I think of the scripture in John chapter 2 with Mary and Jesus and the disciples at the, at the wedding of Cana. They show up at the wedding and they say, there's no more wine. And Jesus, uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, there's no more wine. And he looks at her and says, and I think only Jesus could get away with this. He said, woman, <laughs> and that's his mom he's talking to, woman, what does this have to do with me? You know, in other words, he was saying, my time has not yet come for a miracle. This is not God set appointed time for me to launch my miracle ministry. Why are you saying this to me? And she totally ignores him and says, just do whatever he tells you to do. And there was something in the heart of Mary. She had vision and perception to see the divine potential in Jesus. Because she had vision, she could reach with her faith, her spirit of faith, and pull something that was even destined by God for a future moment into that now moment. Actually, her faith launched Jesus' healing ministry, shifted a season. And there are people watching, they're stuck in one season, and God wants to bring them into a new season. And they've settled in this place where God has something greater for them. But if they could shift their focus, see the divine potential of God, they can reach out and lay hold of it and pull it into their now moment. Now, wait till you hear what happened to him in England when a fiery angel came into the meeting. Briefly tell me about that. We were in the service and the Lord, as I was worshiping in the front row, the spot right next to me on the left side, the air became really hot, and I began to notice this heat coming from my left side. And I first thought, there's a pillar of fire standing next to me in the service. What is this? And I put my hand in, and it became burning hot, pulled my hand out, it was cold. <laughs> and I kept doing this, and the, there was like a, a flame of fire next to me, and the Lord spoke to me, and He said, I sent a seraphim angel into the meeting. Well, that night, that was a morning service. That night, we came back again, and as I stood up to the pulpit to preach, the Lord struck me mute as I tried to speak and open my mouth. No words came out. I had no voice. For two hours I stood there looking at a whole room full of people and I could not speak one word. And as I stood there, I suddenly saw people taking scarves off, their jackets off, extra layers of clothing off. The room got so burning hot. They opened up all the windows, all the doors, and that fiery burning angel came into that room that night the fire of God was released on mass, and for hours we received a visitation of the fire of God. People were set free from sin, bondages were broken, their lives were purged by the fire. You're, of God. you're seeing so many people physically healed. Just, yes. just tell me, just briefly, three or four or five people uh, of what they've been healed of. We've seen fibromyalgia, MS, tumors, 
cancer. We've seen uh, paralytics walk. We've seen tons of miracles. He, he has a revelation on the power of blessing. What happens if you get a prophetic word, someone is stealing from you, then you realize when you're speaking at certain churches, uh, you're not getting the full offering. Uh, what did you do? Demand your, <laughs> your money from the pastor? You know, Sid, at first when I got that word, I said, no, that's not true. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. And then I found out it was happening. And, and then another instance, a while later, it happened. And when I first found out about it, I can be honest to say that in my own self, I was a little bit upset and agitated about it, but I had to take a step back and I started to pray. I said, God, what do I do about this? And I just really felt in my heart, you need to bless that leader. You need to bless that leader. So, you know, the Bible's very clear. When you bless somebody, if they're undeserving of that blessing, it comes back on your own head. So praise God, you know. So, I, so it's called win-win. We're win -win. running out of time. Yes. When you bless that pastor, what yes. happened? Well, the Bible says in Proverbs, when a thief is discovered, he must restore sevenfold. So as I released this blessing, and then the Lord brought me to the sevenfold return, I declared and decreed over the finances of our ministry a sevenfold return that very week. The money that was taken from the offering, sevenfold, even more, seven times more than what was taken, came into our ministry from all unexpected sources. So you learned it's nice to bless. Yes. What would have happened if you had cursed that pastor? Well, I, I don't believe I would have been blessed. I believe if I didn't have a good attitude or the right spirit, it, it would have shut down God's blessing in my own life. It's time for me to bless you. In Numbers, the sixth chapter, verse 22 to 27, in the New Living Translation, in kind of my new covenant approach to it, then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with a special blessing. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Wow. The Lord, this is the New Covenant approach, the Lord has blessed you. The Lord has protected you. The Lord has smiled on you. The Lord has extended His grace to you. The Lord has shown you His favor and has given you His peace, His completeness in the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Sikeno, Jesus the Messiah. <laughs> It's time for your season to change. It's time for you to step out from where you've been into the glorious life that God has destined for you. Call now and get Matt Sorger's book, Power for Life, and his four-part audio CD teaching, How to Pull Your Future into Your Now. Both yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9116. As you read my book, Power for Life, God is going to teach you how to plug into His supernatural power, and then God is going to propel you to release His anointing, presence, and power through you to transform not just your own life, but the world around you. You'll also receive his four-part audio CD teaching how to pull your future into your now. And as you listen to these CDs, you're going to learn how to access God's promise for you, whether it's healing, deliverance, breakthrough, your destiny, the manifestation of your call in God. It's time for your season to change. Get ready to be propelled into your destiny. 
Don't miss out on getting Matt Sorger's book, Power for Life, and his four-part audio CD teaching, How to Pull Your Future into Your Now. Both yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9116. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9116 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Finally, every one of us can have a dream every week and hear from God. No more meaningless pizza dreams. My guest guarantees you're finally going to understand the symbolism.